Uh, yeah, so good morning, everybody. This is Drawing for Tattooers. Uh, I'm James Wisdom. I'm going to start off by doing some exercises this morning. So if you're with me, you got your sketchbook out, you can start them too. So we're just doing some ellipses, right? I really like to warm up with these. One, two. Again, I mean, we could do these mechanically. Three. Um, we can use the function on Procreate to make these perfect. But I really like to practice them. Five, six, seven. That one's not very good. <laughs> An ellipse is like just anything, you know, with this perfect shape, but just, uh, you know, it's just as long as it's not a, not a circle. It can be, you know, it's, it's elliptical. Um, and I just like to warm up my, my hands and arms. I feel like, you know, when we're, when we're drawing and stuff, when we're tattooing, um, you know, we're going to use, we're going to end up using our wrists a lot. Um, sometimes it can be really tough to get those arms working fluidly. That's where we're trying to do our drawings, trying to do our tattoos, trying to stay loose. And so uh, just doing these sort of simple elliptical shapes, I really find it warms up my hands, warms up my eyes. It's me ready to, to do some sort of drawing activity. And also, it it's humbling for me. <laughs> it's really humbling for me because I end up, uh, you know, like never quite getting it just right. So there's always this little bit of there's just a little bit of learning that, that I am sort of encountering. Right. And let's switch over. I'm going to use my non-dominant hand to do the last five of them. One, two, three, four, and five. Why not? <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, everybody. Um, this is Drawing for Tattooers on Guy Atchison's Reinventing the Tattoo Network, where our aim is to inspire, share, ultimately create better art and tattoos together. We beam out nearly every single day. With your help, we become a quality network of live and on-demand tattoo and art-related content. Uh, and so this is the, the point where I like to share my screen, the reinventing screen. Right. It is reinventing the tattoo, um, the website where you can find re free resources, the canon, uh, as well as all sorts of other um, content. It can be a la carte, so you can choose what it is that you're interested in. Um, you can also find the latest and greatest here at the website, but there's also an app. This app gives you access to the community as well as all of the lessons if you were to enroll in the canon. Uh, there's all sorts of free courses as well, if you're interested, um, including uh, The History of Electric Tattooing by Jay Brown. Very cool. Um, and then all these other courses that you can, that you can 
sort of scroll through and see if you like. Um, yeah, and it's it's any uh, it could be really great uh, for a studio as well for all of your uh, for all of your um, your compatriots, all of your tattooers. Uh, so we've got a Facebook page, we've got Roku channels, right? There's also uh, a podcast you can find on Spotify, uh, Google, Apple, wherever you find your podcasts and stuff. Um, but let's talk about some of the content we have, right? Um, got a, a number of weekly staple shows um, on Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern. We have the Skill Building Drawing Group hosted by Jason Leeser. That's followed on Mondays at 9 a.m. Eastern, Drawing for Tattooers with James Wisdom. That's me. That's this show. You made it. Um, on Mondays at 11 a.m. at 11 a.m. Eastern, we have the Tattoo Weekly. That's followed at 9 p.m. on Mondays uh, with the Subscribers Exclusive Drawing Group, hosted by Sandy McAndrew. Uh, on uh, on Thursdays, uh, we have um, the Tattoo Collecting 101 podcast, hosted by Juan Baker. So um, again, we have lots and lots of great content for you to enjoy and um and so we'd like to take a moment and uh thank our sponsors uh world tattoo events i have some i have some nice things to read here about our sponsors so let me make sure i get it correct uh yeah so world tattoo events the largest most comprehensive resource for tattoo events worldwide uh there are lots of uh conventions that are rescheduling like crazy so you can be sure to keep up with what's happening in your area uh, at worldtattooevents.com tattoo now tattoo now is technology for tattooers the leading edge in professional development management digital tools for tattooers of all levels upgrades with any competitive uh, crm or mailing list software out there uh, so be sure to check out tattoo now ask for gabe and of course, we would like to thank Guy Atchison for being the founder and inspiration behind Reinventing the Tattoo and the Reinventing the Tattoo community. You can learn more about Guy Atchison by visiting guyatchison.com, uh, where you can find uh, his paintings, prints, tattoo machines, uh, as well as learn his story about being a painter that is navigating his way through the tattoo world. Um, Tattooing Wisdom, my website. You can be sure to find all my latest stuff here. I'm always working on it, uh, but if you want to get tattooed or if you'd like to buy, buy a painting, you can uh, you can find more here at tattooingwisdom.com. Um, and, uh, and so I think that really brings me to uh, to my the end of this. And I would really like to, uh, to finally to finally say hello to uh, to my guest this morning. Tim O'Connor. Good morning. Welcome to Drawing for Tattooers. So great to have you. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Um, this is really a treat. Uh, we've been reaching out to tattooers recently and, and you know, really wanting to, uh, to share your work with our audience, as well as to, you know, kind of learn what it is that, uh, that you have learned as far as like your experience, right, in art and tattooing. Um, and so, 
Tim is, uh, is the owner and artist at 10,000 Foxes in Queens. Um, so I'm just, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm just so excited to have you this morning. And I just want to like, uh, you know, let you introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about, um, about your, uh, your story, if you can. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, I'm Tim O'Connor. Um, from New York, like many tattooers, you know, I just grew up drawing. Um, I went to school of visual arts here in New York city, uh, majored in illustration. Um, what really got me into tattooing, um, was, you know, when I was younger, most of my friends were a couple years older than me. So they started getting tattooed before I could. Uh, and I was the friend that liked to draw. So, you know, I would, they'd either take something I drew or ask me to draw them something. Um, I knew nothing about tattooing. Um, and then to see, see my drawings tattooed on them was amazing. But, you know, I was just a kid that liked to draw the guys that they were going to were better artists, more established. So they were taking what I thought was a pretty good drawing and making it way better. And that really opened my mind to the world of tattooing. Because before that, I just thought you pick something off the wall and that's what you get. Um, so I became obsessed very early on. And it was while I was um, at the uh, School of Visual Arts uh, that I, I began tattooing. Um, no, that's, that's awesome. I, so uh, I wanted to, I wanted to share some of your work uh, with the audience. And I know we had discussed looking at your, um, at your Instagram, but I'm going to show your website. <laughs> so, let me see if sure. I can. Oh, oh, I got it. Hold on. Give me, give me one second. Uh, I know the issue here. Yes. Got it. There's a certain order of operations. There we go. Got it. Cool. Right. So here is uh, Ten Thousand Foxes Tattoo in Queens. Your 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 shop website. Um, so we're gonna like you know we're gonna get into um, some of your work. Hmm. Cool. A lot of the stuff on. This site is uh, older. We actually have a newer uh, website. Oh, okay. Um, if, if you so want to drop, I, it in the, drop it in the comments, I could, I could, I could always, I can just, I can sh shoot to that one too. Yeah, it's just uh, 10kfoxes.com. Okay. So that'll have some, some newer stuff. Got it. But it doesn't get updated as much as, you know, Instagram, you know, which is why I, was, I thought that would I be more totally, relevant. I totally get it. I do. Um, load. Ten K foxes. Is that, is that what you said? Yes. 
10,000boxestattoos.com. There it is. I, I think I got it now. So let me share this with everybody. And then, yes, I'll, we, I, I'd love to go to your, um, to your Instagram as well. But Gabe, <laughs> I'm gonna put this squarely on Gabe. He says, "Go to the go to the website." That's what. Uh, it's because he helped build this one. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so look at this animation, Tim. This is beautiful. That work is, uh, yeah, by Rain, who's one of our uh, artists. She's great. No, uh, yeah. The, so the we're we're gonna dive in and, and check it out, but definitely like right away you know the the website very exciting um all right we're gonna we're focusing on you today though tim so let's see where is your where's your thumbnail there's you all there right let's check let's check out your portfolio gorgeous all right so this really leads me to my next question i wanted to ask you and i know that um you know i know that so you you have a lot of of Asian influences in your art, but you know, but what, how would you describe, you know, your style of tattooing and its evolution? And we're just yeah. going to scroll through things while you while you talk about it. So, yeah, it's you know, I I came up and I'm grateful for it, uh, having to be uh, very versatile. Um, you know, I I had to do whatever came into the shop that I was working at. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for that because I feel like, um, you know, any idea somebody brings me um, and depending on their personal aesthetic, I can find a creative solution uh, that still has my fingerprint on it, you know? Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of Asian influence, uh, for sure. Uh, I grew up, uh, very much into martial arts. Um, I used to fight professionally. Um, I've spent a decent amount of time in Asia and Thailand and China. Um, uh, the Southeast Asian, uh, aesthetic is something I've always been really drawn to. Uh, so I, I would say as far as style, you know, I don't fit in any specific category. Uh, I think the easiest way to describe it would be illustrative uh, because I like to use the fundamentals of kind of good solid tattooing. Um, but within that, whether it's uh, adding elements of realism um or traditional neo-traditional uh you know it helps me kind of tackle whatever project is coming my way no i can see you know just so uh i can see exactly what you're saying the illustrative quality as well as like just there's a lot of really good fundamental understanding about Hosneg relationships, you know, the, the structure, the tonal value structurally, um, the use of cool and warm in your color palette. Like yeah. How we distribute those. And then, uh, you know, so something that I think it's, it's interesting because there's, there's like the fundamentals of, you know, image building. And then there's what, you know, a lot of tattooers would call the fundamentals of tattooing. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, 
and they're 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 I think they are analogous in many respects, but there there are different concerns, right? With a you know with a tattoo, it's on it's on this living canvas type situation. It's gonna you know it's gonna face all sorts of uh, you know adversity. Yeah. One of the most important things to me with all the tattoos I do is longevity. Um, so I approach things. I, I want to be able to stand 10 feet away and know exactly what that image is, you know? Um, and then I also want to know that when I see it five years from now, I'm going to be like, hell yeah, that's a solid tattoo. I'm proud of that. Um, so that whether it's a really large tattoo or a smaller tattoo, uh, it doesn't matter. I think if you have that mindset when you're designing, um, you're going to do a, a solid piece, you know, but, um, yeah, how things age it, knowing, knowing the medium of tattooing, you know, because it is on a human being, uh, it's ink going into the skin, not paint going on a canvas uh it's different and you you have to understand that and uh take those factors in uh and it's very important to me Absolutely. i uh i i drill that concept here at the shop both with clients when i'm doing consultations but with uh apprentices and other artists it's like how's it going to age how's it going to age that's that's too tight that lettering's too small that you know it'll look good now but uh there's a lot of things it's not even like oh 10 years from now it's going to look bad it could be when it heals it's not going to look great within a year <laughs> it's not going to look great so uh i think also, like educating clients about that is very important when they're showing you pictures of things that they like and they're all fresh tattoos, you can understand why they would be drawn to it. But if you know that there's going to be aging difficulties, uh, I think it's very important to uh, explain that to them and not just say like, oh, this isn't going to age well, but like point out like why, like you see how close these lines are together. They're gonna spread, uh, you know, lettering, like small lettering is a big one. Those little loops in the E's are gonna come together. And um, so that's that's very important to me as well is um, like the education of, of the client. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, it is tricky, I think, because uh, this one's cool. Sorry, I'm like, yeah. I'm also mesmerized by the, the work as well. You know, just really enjoying, you know, hearing this. We're, we're scrolling, we're, you know, we're scrolling through this so quickly. And here it is, it's like, you know, there's like, there's years of work here. <laughs> and so it's like, uh, we want to make sure to give it all due deference. It's amazing work. Um, but you. back to the piece, right? You were talking about educating the, the client. I think that's, uh, I would hope that, that it's appreciated by them. Um, it's, it really is tricky though, because it, there's a, there's a certain, at a certain level, we can't tell them what to do with their body, but of course we can choose what projects that we want to take on. Um, so it, it is, a it is tricky, right? Like, and you, uh, you know, you probably want to err on the side of, 
you know, like you said, longevity, that's going to be a good policy um, rather than having, you know, you know, that instant gratification, right? You get exactly. that really small lettering, it looks really nice, but it just, it just doesn't, it doesn't hold up as well as we would, uh, we would hope. So. Yeah. And to your, uh, your point, one thing that I've really noticed is even in, in a consultation or speaking to a, a client or potential client about a tattoo. And if there's a lot of issues with potential aging in what they want to do, uh, when taking the time to explain, uh, you know, not just the what's, but the why's, like why this will be that way, um, whether they choose to go forward um, with the tattoo or not, um, they always express gratitude for the information and the amount of times that um, I've heard um, that, oh, thank you so much for taking the time. I've been to other shops and nobody else like explained this to me. Uh, to me, that's worth it. Whether we do the tattoo or not, it shows that we care, we're honest, and we stand behind our work, you know? So whether we actually wind up doing the tattoo or they need to rethink what they want, uh, it, it's a win-win, you know? Uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, that... That's basically my, you know, my, my next question or my next really, you know, sort of two questions. It's, you know, you've experienced quite a bit of success in the tattoo industry. Um, you know, what is it that sets you apart? I feel like that, you know, the way you articulated it, uh, that you, you care about <laughs> your customer. You know what I mean? You care yeah. about them on a personal level. You want to educate them, right? You want to make sure that even if they, like they said, they, they went to other places, they didn't get this level of concern, you know, they, but you're being honest, you're trying mm -hmm. to educate them. You're trying to make sure that they have a good experience, but you know, like uh, a very long lasting good experience as it were. Um, do you think you could speak to anything else? Like, what is it you think that has been, you know, uh, what is it that's sort of set you apart from your competitors? What is it that sort of set you apart from, you know, from. Maybe? Well, uh, yeah, I think so to two things that I've uh, touched on already, like me personally with my work, um, the versatility um, you'll see here on uh, this one is a uh, uh, fresh and the one on the right is I think it's five years healed. Um, yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm. um, that's a big thing is also like transparency being like, this is this is what my work looks like, you know, and this is what it looks like five years later, not just when it's fresh. There's a level of uh, just, yeah, honesty and transparency there. And that helps me, uh, I think, have a connection uh very quickly uh with my clients and build a level of trust you know um i the versatility part also allows me to not just okay take their idea and be like okay well this is what i want to do with it it's like no, i speak with the person 
get a feel for who they are, look at other tattoos they have, get an idea of what their style is. And then it's like, how can I take all of these things and create a unique piece for them that is, um, you know, also part of me? Um, and being, being able to do and having experience with doing uh, many different styles, um, I feel allows me to, to do that. But you know, it's interesting when I, when I first started, I came up in a shop where the owner wasn't a, a tattooer. Um, so it was a bit more business. It was a bit more just do what they want, you know? So I would just do what they want, right? I didn't have a lot of experience. Uh, I wasn't overly confident in my own work. I'm still learning about tattooing. I don't really know these things that I know now about how things will age. And so uh, I would speak to somebody, they would tell me what they want. A lot of times when clients tell you what they want, it's 10 different ideas in one piece. And I would mash all of those together. Um, uh, but I learned a lot from that. And so now during a consultation process or speaking to someone about a tattoo, um, I feel like I, I've gotten really good at taking the core of their concept and being able to then illustrate that and do away with the things that maybe it's redundant. Maybe they're kind of trying to put a few of the things, few elements in a design that now it's just cluttered and it's not necessary like, let's narrow this down. Like, what is this about? What do you want to represent? And then let me take that <clears throat> and run with it. And, uh, you know, that just comes with time and experience. Um, but uh, it's definitely been a huge part of my success, you know, uh, learning how to speak with people um, and, you know, pull, pull out the, the ideas and, and what they want to convey. And then, you know, the, the trust in me to put together a really nice tattoo for them. I think that is, uh, that, <laughs> that's very sage advice. Um, and, but the, you know, the thing that I, uh, you know, that I'm really, you know, I'm captivated by the image, the, especially this, let's call it a before and after, after aging and stuff. Um, and I think that it's, it's in a lot of ways, it's actually much better, you know, <laughs> right. it has just sort of settled in and become this really, you know, sort of, let's call it a patina. You know what I mean? I think yeah. <laughs> tattoos definitely get a patina and they sort of, you know, they've been lived in, they have this, you know, this sort of aged quality that can be so wonderful. Um, and, you know, so it would, I, I could see it being actually like a selling point too in another way like yeah it's gonna look badass right away but give it five years you know what i mean yeah and that's gonna help i think guide people because that's really i think essentially what i'm that's what i'm picking up from you know from what you're saying is that you you really want to share your experience and help them to you know to not like you know just settle for whatever it is that they're you know that they they uh their first, their first, uh, you know, like intuition instead, let's, you know, that might be the thing, 
right? It might be you put all your, you know, you put every kid's name in it. You know what I mean? Exactly. It yeah. might be, it might be like everything all at once. But if you can go through a process of design uh, that will really kind of enable you to find the best composition, um, I think, you know, that's that's something that is, like you were saying, they're going to really appreciate that. Um, that's certainly what I've found. Um, could you, you think, know, like talk about that a bit? I think your design process, these are, these are things that we're, would you know, we really love to love to know more about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, um, one thing we as tattooers need to remember is like, this is what we do and we do it day in and day out and things that we may think should be common sense or whatever it we need to understand that the the clients don't know and why would they know these things unless they're super into tattoos so taking that time to explain things like you were saying with like okay yeah i want all of my kids and their birth dates and their zodiac sign and the this and the that it's like okay um, that's, that's a very kind of common mindset. So how can we take that? And one of the things that I speak a lot about to my clients is how can we represent this visually where it has, um, you know, a really nice aesthetic and you have this symbolism that's important to you, but it's not being super literal. It's not spelling out to the viewer, this is what it is, and this is why I'm getting it. How, how can we take some imagery to illustrate that? And then if you choose to explain to somebody that's looking at your tattoos what it is and what it means to you, you can. But if they're just like, hey, man, that's a nice tattoo, great. And if you don't feel like telling them that, this flower represents your kid and, you know, um, my son loved, you know, his bulldog toy. So that's why I did this. It could just be a cool tattoo. And then it kind of gives you the option to just say, thanks, thanks, it is a cool tattoo or to explain it more. And then that opens up this whole world of being more creative and without explaining those things they never would have thought that way but when you do they're like oh wow yeah that's a really good idea i like that you know and uh that's been like uh a game changer for me for sure that's uh i think that's like really really insightful you know that you don't have to do it everything quite so literally you can you know, you can actually have a bit of, uh, you know, there could be some mystery. Um, yeah. I think that's, um, I think that's so important. And also just like you, you were saying, why would our customers or why would our clients know this going in? They, you know, they need to, you can hip them to it. And it's even, it's, I think it's even better if they say, oh, I know that already. Perfect. <laughs> right, right, right. Perfect. You know what I mean? We can work together on that. Um, but yeah, like uh, you can use the power of symbolism to be able to convey these meanings um, 
in an aesthetic way because that's essentially what it is that we're we're doing i wanted to say uh we got spirit with us today good morning spirit um i want to invite him to jump in if he has any questions as well hey good morning guys how you doing good morning hey um i'm just here soaking everything up um uh tim i really really love your work it's it's, oh, it's illustrative yeah it's illustrative it's expressive it's powerful it's deep you know um i'd like to know you know maybe i mean yeah look at that my dude that's like a, a medusa shiva type you know what i'm saying and that one is um that's a year healed too you know i yeah. really like to show like healed and aged photos um one thing that i notice a lot of with your pieces is you have a you you have you have a lot of emotion um in your in your pieces like if there's a human face in it there the human faces or if there is a face in it the face is normally expressive in some way or if there's a a dragon it's snarling or yeah you know what i mean um is is that something that you are, are consciously making a decision to do uh that's a great question um i i am and i think that's very kind of apropos for this because i that comes from drawing that comes mm. from grabbing a pencil and drawing Whereas when, you know, the iPad is an amazing tool, but we lose that human touch when using it too much. So when you're just grabbing reference and, you know, taking different pieces from different things and putting it together, it's going to be a little bit more static. So the majority of my work, I freehand. Um, mm. I just draw it right on with Sharpies and I feel like, uh, and it's nice to hear that you picked up on that. I feel like that lends itself to a much more, uh, expressive, uh, energy in the tattoo. And that's mm -hmm. a huge reason why I do it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I, I have people ask me like why I freehand so much stuff. And that's a huge part of it, uh, beyond being able to fit it to the client's body like perfectly um yeah i'm i'm able to put my energy in that moment into that piece so it's nice to know that it it shows so thank you for saying that absolutely yeah absolutely that, that, that was and that's definitely something i'm interested in kind of applying to my pieces you're absolutely right when you do use these different um, elements like if you take different references and just photoshop them together essentially they are static you know they don't have like they have different different light sources they kind of don't look like they go together how long because right. <clears throat> i mean you know um I, I mean i just really really desire because i started like you um whereas in the in the first in the beginning i, I worked with a in a shop that was not owned by an artist and we just did whatever people wanted to wanted in the you know we did what people wanted um and finding a style was was unheard of it was like my style is whatever the client wants um mm -hmm. and then and then tattooing changed and now there's you, you you do the type of style you want you know that's where the money's at 
Um, and me as a like I'm I'm a, I'm a 15 year tattooer, you know, I'm I'm kind of still trying to find my way, you know. Um, and one of the ways I'm trying to do that is just just like you said, just kind of drawing all the time. Like when you when you draw, like what kinds of things do you draw, and how how do you come to the the level of artistry that you are at? Um, so being being loose, uh, I feel like has been um, the most helpful for me, and just sketching um, when. When I was more in that same uh, world where I was like, I'm just, you know, doing whatever the shop needs me to do. When I would draw for myself um, or paint for myself, I felt like everyone, every drawing I did or every painting that I did had to be like the best thing that I did because all right, now I have time to do whatever I want to do and I need to make it great. Um, and it took some of the love away from it. It was almost like stressful. So once I just would be like, I'm just going to draw, I'm just going to sketch, I'm just going to be loose. I'm going to think about flow. I'm not going to think about detail. Um, that really opened me up so much, like taking this pressure off of being like uh, every drawing I do needs to be a piece for my portfolio and mm. thinking about it as just part of the process, just, just um, you know, just freely just scribbling and all right, then if it's maybe there's something there and then you build on it, but just mm. like filling up a sketchbook and not in the way where it's like, oh, I'm going to show this to clients or to my peers. Like it's for myself. Um, and wow. that, that, that was, uh, I, I noticed a huge shift in, in my work and, and the way um, I would mentally approach things. Uh, it just, I felt like it just freed, freed my brain up and just, just to be creative and should just go. It's like taking pressure off of yourself, mm. if, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I had a so. question I wanted to ask you, because um, we have, we've been sort of sharing some of our shop experiences and stuff. So you came up from tattooer to owner. Now mm -hmm. you're the boss. <laughs> yeah. What are yeah. the differences? What are the challenges? Like, uh, you know, um, what is it? What is the, what's the big, what's the big takeaway that you have? It feels like uh, to me, like you're not like, once you're an owner, you're not just a tattooer anymore. You are, you know, you're different. I mean, you may do, you know, you have to do tattoos and stuff, of course, or yeah. you could do tattoos if you wanted, let's say, but you've got a whole other series of concerns, but I would just, yeah, I'd love to, for you to talk about it. Yeah, it's, it's definitely different. Um, and I still, I tattoo more than anybody else in, in my shop, you know? So I do that all of that while, um, yeah, being the owner. Um, there's a whole nother level of responsibility um, on multiple fronts. Um, 
you know, <clears throat> now you're, you're managing, you're managing people. Artists a lot of times have a hard enough time managing themselves, you know? Um, and I really, really care. I, I care about tattooing. I care about the quality of tattoos. I care that the artists come in and have a place where they feel supported, um, that they want to be here, that they um, feel like, like that the, the owners are like, they want to help them be the best version of themselves. And then on top of that, you have the clients. Um, so making sure the clients feel like, you know, there's good customer service, um, that they're heard, that they're taken care of. Um, so it's a lot. I mean, it's, it's a job within itself for sure. And I put in, uh, you know, way more hours than I, than I ever have. But uh, I'm, I'm really fortunate, man. I, I absolutely love, love tattooing uh, in all aspects of it. You know, the, the business, the culture, uh, the art. I love, I'm still constantly inspired by all the amazing work that comes out. Um, so just me as an artist, um, you know, I'm constantly trying to, keep pushing my work to the next level. Uh, and I want to have a, a space where other artists feel that same way. They know that the person that owns it is in there and loves it. And I really think that that energy, when clients come in, they, they feel it, you know? And uh, one of the beautiful things is a lot of clients have expressed to uh, myself and other people that work here, that they love seeing the dynamic between us, the, the artists in here, that we're shooting ideas off of each other. Hey, what do you think about this? Does it bother you the way it sits there? Should I do this? And um, we have a great rapport with each other. And uh, all of that together is what creates, creates the shop. And that's exactly what I wanted, you know? I think that's, uh, uh, it probably, it's, it's not all the time that you get that mix, right? That you get that sort of balance between, you know, like being able to be like successful in your business, being able to be uh, productive, right? Because everybody could be having a good time at the shop, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I don't know about you. I've definitely been in shops like that where everybody's having a good. We're having a good time, you know what I mean. We don't always get all the work done, so on and so yeah. forth. And then sometimes when it's just really like you know everybody keeps themselves, and you just you know you just put your head down and work. But having that balance, that balance between you know your work and your life, um, I think everybody benefits, right? Your your clients benefit, you personally benefit. Uh, the shop it flourishes in certain respects, and so I think it's yeah. something we should all strive for. And um, and I, I think yeah, yeah, it's it's not uh, an easy thing to uh, achieve. You know, I've worked at a lot of shops. I've guest spotted all over the world. So I would take these little nuggets from different places, especially when I was traveling and doing a lot of guest spots and stuff, and be like, oh man, what do I really dig about this place? Or 
what do I feel like uh, this place is lacking or whatever. And, uh, you know, all that experience when uh, opening my own shop, you know, I kind of took it all and put it into here. And it's one of those things where I feel like if if you're genuine and you um, are true to yourself and you put out good energy, it comes back. And it's proven to be true. You know, the resident artists here are all phenomenal, both artists and people. We all really enjoy each other. And all the guest artists that come through, it's the same. It seems like we and they all come back, you know, um, because they they really love the environment that we've all created, not just, you know, myself. I'm just part of it, you know. That's amazing. Um, do you uh, do you feel like you've made it artistically? Do you feel like you're there? Uh, no, I don't think I'll ever feel that way. <laughs> you know, we're we're all our own worst critics. You know, um, so I'm. I mean, I'm really happy with the evolution uh, of my work, but uh, I'm not. I'm not uh, complacent by any means, you know? Uh, I get really, really excited by the tattoos that I'm doing, upcoming projects that I have, uh, and are, I'm constantly thinking, how can I do things differently? Um, you know, how, how can I make this better? Especially, you know, I do a lot of work that has recurring themes uh, with the uh, especially the more Asian style things. So I don't want to look at five pictures of recent snakes that I've done and be like, oh, they all kind of look the same, you know? So it's constantly like, how can I change it? How can I uh, make the gesture different or the details or the way I color things? Um, So I, I feel like I still have tons of room to grow. That is, uh, <laughs> that's just something I was, uh, I was just talking, talking about that with another tattooer uh, this weekend, you know, like if you don't, <laughs> if you don't hate <laughs> the work you did, you know, six months ago, right? You're not pushing yourself, but of course we have to be excited about our work. We've got to put it out there. We've got to, you know, we've got to stay positive and stuff. Um, so there's, again, there's this balance that you have to strike where, you have to keep pushing yourself, have to feel like, uh, you know, you, this drive to get better, this drive to improve, but also, you know, you know, you want to, you want to, you want to take some pride in your work. You want to be excited about it especially for your, your customers and your clients. I, I really think they, they feel that, you know what I mean? They, that's a, that's a big part of the, you know, the experience. And stuff. Um, yeah, for sure. It's easier to do if you put in the work. You know what I mean? You really are. Uh, you've really done. Um, you know, your due diligence, as it were. Right? You you've done the research, or you've done the practice that's going to help you achieve. Um, you know, their desired effect. Uh, you know, I was talking earlier about how I do a lot of uh, freehand work, and I intentionally. Uh, put a lot of it on my Instagram, like the drawings, whether it's the time-lapse or whatever, 
one, like I totally understand a lot of my uh, freehand, the drawings, it's like, I know what's going on, but I can understand how somebody else would look at it and be like, what the hell is that, you know? Um, and, but because now there's this body of work there where, and people can see like, oh, this became that, um, it's also put this level of trust in my clients where they look forward to, if I don't, if, if I use a stencil, they're like, oh, you're not going to freehand it, you know, um, they almost want it. And the beautiful thing about that, though, is the process, the process of drawing on people, uh, getting their energy, putting it in back into the that Tony piece. Stark, oh my God. And then creating, um, yeah, creating a unique one of a kind uh, tattoo for them. Uh, now that's what people come to me for. Um, so that's been very helpful for me, you know, is, is showing that process, you know. Uh, How long so, have you been So now time? I, uh, 20 years. Okay, nice, nice. You're a 20 year guy. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Look at that, that tribal though. That's, that was from 20 years ago, probably, right? Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And that's uh, that's a heel picture too. So especially with cover-ups, I do a lot, a lot of cover-ups. Uh, I think it's really important to show how they, you know, settled in and everything. You know, this is how something that guy actually has talked about too. Uh, and I think you know he's really like uh, he sort of put it in a perspective. You know that a lot of times you're you know you're not just gonna somebody's not just gonna give you their body for a suit. You know, like, like, like not right away. Right. But instead, as you're meeting people, you know, you're, you're developing your client base, they're going to come with work that needs to some revision or some cover up. And it's like, this is a great, this is a great avenue for you. If you can handle it, right. You just might get another big commission from them to, to, to do like, do their, you know, you fix up their cover up. They may have to do your sleeve or maybe even a back piece or something like that. Um, Cause again, they, if they want to cover it up, it's there's some problem with it. Something has changed or something has gone wrong. Um, and giving them like a new chance, I think is, uh, um, I think it's a beautiful part of what it is we do. So I love these, I love these cover ups. Oh, here's another fresh and healed. Love this. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bunch in there. Awesome. So, yeah, three years. Yeah, I think it's it's uh, yeah, important to show. Um. So, <laughs> so this was a question that I got. Um, um, that I you know I just found it really interesting. So this is like my last question that I that I had for you today, Tim. And I want to thank you again for. For all of your candor, it's been, you know, really has been, it's been insightful. It's been wonderful getting a chance to see your work. Um, but what about ego death? Can we, <laughs> what are your thoughts? Mm, great on, question. Yeah, ego death. Um, yeah, it's not my question. I just, you know, I got it uh, actually from Mickey. From Mickey Schlick, we had him on last week, and uh, it was a question that he asked me uh, um, 
you know, in another, in another uh, instance, but I just wanted, I want, I love this question. I'd love to hear, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I mean, that can be uh, thought about a lot of different ways, right? Philosophically, spiritually, um, you know, I think you can do kind of a esoteric deep dive on that for sure. Um, I would, I think for these purposes, I would simplify it in more of the colloquial sense of ego rather than the, uh, I don't know, no sense of like personal identity. But how about how ego gets in our way as tattooers? And so from my personal experience, um, I can 100% relate to it because when I was a younger up and coming tattooer and things weren't shared as freely as they are now. And if you bumped into another tattooer, uh, it wouldn't be like, oh, cool. Like what machines do you use or whatever? It would almost be like standoffish. So in that sense, ego prevented personal growth. Um, and one of the things that I love about tattooing now is how we don't look at each other, uh, you know, in general as competition. We look at each other as fellow artists mm. and people love yeah. to love to share. Um, and I, if, if I didn't have, if, if I had that mindset earlier, I would have grown much faster. But because of me coming up in a shop where the artistic aspect wasn't really supported. Um, and so then when I would have these opportunities to uh, meet other artists who were maybe further along than I was or artists who I admired, uh, I, I wouldn't have allow myself to have a sense of vulnerability um, to like pick their brains or ask questions. And all that did is prevent my own personal growth as an artist, you know? So I know that's not really, you know, the philosophical um, aspect of like ego death. Uh, but I think that's something that we can all relate to. And if there's something that um, I could share to help somebody grow faster, it would be that. Drop your ego, um, whether you've been tattooing for 20 years, especially these days, uh, you know, you can see a three-year tattooer doing incredible work. Ask them about their process, you know, be, be open-minded to it. Absolutely. Um, and once, once I, I adopted that mindset, how quickly my work grew, uh, it's, it's amazing. And almost one of those where it's like, man, why, why didn't I do this sooner, you know? I thought that was a perfect answer, actually. How did you do it? Just what we needed. <clears throat> yeah, good question. 
Yeah, um, I think that's yeah, I think, I think that's a, I think that's great. Yeah. yeah. So well, because for me, I, I guess I asked because um okay. um I I just wanted to kind of clarify like um I think I think you're right like it's like you know there are tattoo artists that have been tattooing for 20 years and then there's people that have been tattooing for three years and it's just like how are you doing this you know um and I guess so my yeah my question is do you just ask your coworkers do you go on Instagram sometime and just shoot somebody a message and you know how do you kind of go about you know kind of picking somebody's brain sure well so early on uh, the way it started was getting out of my comfort zone so i was um i don't want to necessarily say a big fish in a small pond but that's probably the easiest way just to say it i i had my clients um, you know, I was making money, I was doing my thing, but I, I was not growing. I wasn't surrounded by other growth mindset people. So I got out of my comfort zone. I started traveling more. I started doing guest spots. I started not uh, having a fear of rejection, not asking somebody, hey, can I come do a guest spot and being worried that they would be like, nah, you're not good enough. I, I would shoot my shot. And if it didn't work out, it didn't work out. You just keep going. Um, so getting over that fear of rejection um, was a huge part of it. And then um, I, I think just being comfortable with yourself. Um, I've always been a very spiritual person. I think being into martial arts at a young age really helped that. Um, but I had this, I had this um, feeling inside myself where there was a lot of frustration because I knew I could be better than what I was doing, but I couldn't mm. blame, I couldn't blame anybody but myself. What was I doing the things that I needed to do? to uh, be the best version of myself? And the answer was no, I, I was being comfortable and complacent. And I had to just get out there and, and do it. And if people liked what I did, great. If they didn't like what I did, then it's all right, I gotta, I gotta step my game up. And um, in, in a short amount of time, I had tremendous personal and artistic growth by, uh, adapting that that mindset and and then i feel like because it was this just genuine desire and hunger within myself that um uh, all the other people i would meet could pick up on that and it's like oh yeah he's a cool dude and he's working hard and whatever and you would just quickly befriend people and you would also realize like oh, everyone else kind of feels the same way as me. <laughs> yeah. It's not yeah, just me. That's right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do I do notice that. You know what I mean? Like, um, I think one of the coolest things about this industry is just, you know, it's just like you said, just the number of people that are just so willing to share their information, you know, if like if a person's been on Ink Master, you know what I mean? Like you think they're just this rock star, but you step to them and they're like, just like they're just like you they just you know uh, they'll, they'll share with you their experience and you know y'all can become 
friends almost you know what i mean yeah, and, uh, yeah. I, I think that that's uh i do think that that's cool and you know i'm right yeah, there it, you know like go ahead oh i was just gonna say like even pointing out um for yourself like your flaws if if you and i were sitting down and chopping it up and talking tattoos and i was like oh man i really look at that line i blew out you know what i mean or something like that you'd be like oh cool man you you blow out lines too or oh, man, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know what i mean like that that sense of vulnerability because seeing tattooers that i really admired their work and what they would point out like oh man i uh, yeah, this one's not that great you know what i mean you'd be like oh mm -hmm. okay cool um yeah, it's just just being just being honest and true to yourself, you know, and I think that really comes across, you know. I am. Uh, I don't know that that just seems so relatable. What you just said, uh, how we can, you know, we can be vulnerable, um, you know, with each other. Uh, and then, of course, you know, if, if you ever get into the position where someone is really admiring you you want to be vulnerable with um with that person as well you know what i mean it, it's uh absolutely it's you never know you know what i mean you never do you might um you might like turn around one day and like there's people that are really big fans um and so i think that's uh again it's just a beautiful beautiful thing um tim i was uh we were talking earlier about uh you leading a drawing exercise for us. And so um, we've, uh, we've had an incredible interview. I'd love for you to draw with us. And uh, so let me uh, I'll stop my sharing now. And if, you, yeah, let me, if you're ready, then we'll, uh, we'll get into it. Yeah, let me flip my iPad around. So excuse this for a second. No problem. I will. Um, so as we're uh, we are getting ready to do it. So if you got your paper, your pencil, your iPads with you, uh, Tim is going to lead a, a, a drawing exercise. He's going to he will he'll explain a little bit more about you know uh, what we're going to do. Um, but feel free to draw along with us. Um, we uh, we'd love to see um, what you're doing. And if you if you do want to post it. You can always uh, use the hashtag uh, drawing for tattooers. Um, we'd love to see it. So, right. Awesome. One second. Yeah, no problem. So, I'm going to use my iPad today. But I have been drawing on paper. It's been a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> the Tim's pointer, I, I do think that it's uh, it's just one of those things you you know you can just uh, you can just get too sort of stuck, right? You get stuck in a rut. You're always using your you know digital uh, means. Um, so yeah, grab some paper every once in a while, touch some grass, as, as it were, right? So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, how does this look? Sorry, yeah. I'm trying to see like what you're seeing. And... I can see your, yeah, I can see your table pretty well. Um, I think it got bumped. Yeah. Move it, move it so. a little bit. And Sorry move. about this. No, no worries. 
no worries at all. I think that there's um, it's reality TV, right? <laughs> it's, it's yeah. real, and that's the you know that's the wonderful sort of part about it. Um, and also, I think you know people that people that do watch this show, we get all kinds. I think we have all different kinds of people that watch, and so um, so if you if you do watch the show, they you know they love the they love the the vulnerability if you like. Right? <laughs> yeah, we do the vulnerable part. So. All right, Tim, that looks great. So I got you on yeah. Spotlight, and so take it away. Okay. So let me just see where am I drawing here. Sorry about the, the shadows. No uh, worries. But hopefully it'll come across okay. Um, so this will kind of just bounce off what I was saying earlier about uh, being loose. So I always like to start with um, thumbnails. Thumbnails are um, a huge part of not getting, just starting right away and being like, okay, this is gonna be a masterpiece, right? So uh, I'm gonna use the example of uh, cherry blossoms. So I'll do, let's say it was a, is this big? No, it's not dark enough. I'm going to move my fat head out of the way. Hopefully that'll help with the shadows. We can see it. And then also, if anybody wants to zoom in right now, you can, you know, it's a great time. So feel free to zoom in if you like. We'd love to have you, um, but go right ahead. We can see it, Tim. Yeah, we can see okay. your sketch. All right, cool. So I'm going to do three uh, just, we're going to say this is an outer bicep, right? So I'll lay out three uh, shapes here for the outer bicep. And so let's say a client was like, hey, I love the way you do cherry blossoms. Uh, I would like a half sleeve or, um, you know, outer arm tattoo with cherry blossoms. So I always like to just, do lines and circles to, to warm up and get my compositional ideas. So with something like cherry blossoms, I could have a lot of them, right? So I'll just start by drawing a bunch of circles. And so in this one, I'm thinking like, okay, they'll be a little bit smaller uh, my general shape, let's say this is a left arm. So the elbow would be here. The ditch of the arm would be here. Uh, I want this general flow kind of coming this way. Uh, so my first thumbnail, I'm going to think about it as like a larger cluster of smaller cherry blossoms. So I'll just start with a whole bunch of circles thinking about the composition, how it will flow down, uh, some overlapping circles. One of the things we want to try to avoid, like you want a randomness, but you want it to be an organic randomness, right? So just do a bunch of circles, some smaller ones here. 
and I'll think about the balance, right? Uh, one thing I am always mindful of too is how things line up or don't line up uh, linear. So I don't want too many things being in the same line. So if this is the back, if this is the tricep, I don't want too many things that line up where the edge is in the same line and the same with the front, right? I don't want to have uh, a bunch of things that all end on that same plane. I want to break the plane. So be like, okay, it's a little heavier here, comes down, have some more here, and then it loosens up a little bit. My second one, I'll think of them being a little bit larger. Um, so I'm going to go with that same kind of like flow. I want them to be here. And I'll just do my circles a little bit larger. These ones breathe a little bit. I'll think, all right, I need some overlapping in here. Uh, that kind of generally has a nice flow to it. And then on this third one, I'll think about them being larger. If I want to do bolder lines and more detail within the uh, the individual petals uh, and, and the flowers themselves. So I'll think about like a nice larger one here, a couple small little buds, got this general shape going here, a circle here, want them to flow down this way. I'll know too, depending if I'm going to go with the smaller cluster, I'll minimize the leaves that come off the cherry blossoms. If I'm going with this kind of medium one, I might get a little bit more expressive with the leaves that come off of it. And then I can fill some of these gaps. Um, and then the larger ones, um, I'll think of like a more detailed image. So depending on which one I want to go, like for me, even just this scribble, like I, I can see it in my head, like where it's going to go. Um, where this is super helpful too, and because I freehand so much stuff, there's a lot of times in a consultation, I'll be talking the same way with a client and I'll take a Sharpie and I'll just, I'll, do this on them and um, you would be amazed by even though this is just scribble essentially um, how much this helps give them a visual of how it will sit on their arm um, so I find it incredibly helpful not for just for myself but translating this into a tattoo uh, so I'm going to say, well, uh, let's say we'll go with the, this middle one. So now I'll do a little bit larger version. 
You get that same general shape of the arm, right? You have the shoulder into the bicep, tricep, elbow. Get my get my flow down. Do the same thing. I'll start with my general circles. Jared, is that you crying back there? I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's my newborn. Oh, She's man. just cooing with mom. So cute. Yeah. How old? Uh, she's two months. Ah, oh, congratulations. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, so, even from here, then, I can see without, without any background, um, I can get a general idea of like, okay, do I like this flow? There's already some things that I see are issues, right? Um, I have one, two, and one, two next to each other. That, that's kind of repetitive. Um, I, I like to think even before I start drawing further, this is where in those instances, I'm like, okay, like this, this seems a little stiff right here. So how do I move that around? Uh, what kind of space do I want in between them? Uh, do I want overlapping? Or am I going to be doing stronger line work? If I'm going to be doing strong line work, I don't want a ton of clusters because that really won't age very well if there's too many lines within there. So I'll loosen this up a little bit. Again, I'm thinking about the planes, right? Breaking, breaking planes. So I'll have this over here will be the furthest one towards the front of the bicep. We need something over here, but to have this overall kind of S-shaped flow, I'll keep this part kind of loose with some soft background shading. Um, but I'll add one here and maybe a little petal by itself there. Maybe we would have one more here. Think about things uh, linear as well. So if I had this one here, if this was a little bit lower and it was here, I, I don't want these to be sitting on the same plane. I don't want this one up here to be sitting on the same plane as that. Just like I don't want this here to be lined up directly with this here. It's little things like that that can really flatten an image. So think about breaking planes. Um, so I can break this plane over here by moving this circle here. And then I know like, oh, I can have a leaf that's gonna come out over here. So that will break that. Uh, and then this will break this plane. Now, am I going to have this overall kind of like 
falling kind of feel to the cherry blossoms. So let me get rid of this because we don't want that. Does that make sense too about like the, the linear, the vertical and horizontal lines, like not having them match up? I, yeah, I, it, I, it, it does make sense to me. Um, it, it's a, it, it can seem like a small thing, but it actually is huge, especially when you're doing something that is kind of organic and, and flowing. Like if you check that, if you check like, oh man, how these line up, just like if you were doing um, finger waves and all of the waves have that same ending right here. It's like, oh, that's really flat. You want to have something that comes out a little bit more, comes back, comes back over and passes it. That's what will really give it that natural kind of feel and uh, organic kind of flow to it. So by not investing, not right away being like, okay, I'm going to draw this cherry blossom and drawing out each one by just doing this first really is going to uh, help loosen everything up um, before you get too invested in it and be like, well, I've already put two hours into this, so I'm going to do whatever I got to do to save it, you know? I, yeah, I know that trap. Mm -hmm. When um, you are interested yeah. in moving objects to different planes, um, are you are you thinking that like what are what are you thinking then? Are you thinking, well, let me stagger these objects. Let me, because um, that does happen to me, and I'm glad you did point it out. And um, and like the issue. So then the solution to that is to move them, maybe, like I said, like staggering them or. Um, yeah, but sometimes it can just be the, it doesn't have to be drastic. It could be the, just the slightest movement. So let's say these two circles that I, I did here by having this one be here and then this one just slightly lower there like that'll do it and just mm. just this little bit because then also as this drawing develops then there might be a leaf that comes off of this this way i want to make sure that i don't do a leaf in the same direction and then that leaf is ending on that same plane you know mm. um but it doesn't have to be this huge uh difference uh, also here, so the way I drew this circle, right, and then I draw this circle here, I don't want this right here. I don't want them just touching each other. I either want a little bit of space or I want an overlap. So it's, it's kind of like if, uh, let's say, you had a horizon line, right, and there's... Uh, there's there's a house on this horizon, and then I have the sun behind it. If this is the the roof, and then I put a sun, and I have that sun just kind of touching at the same place as the point of this, it just flattens everything. But if I take this and just move it slightly, where there's an overlap and now it comes behind it, 
now there's depth and dimension to it. Mm. Or in the same regards, if I moved it up and out of the way, it can have that same effect, right? So it's really important that you don't have two lines just touch each other or almost touch each other. So this is something that I would want to avoid either by moving it behind and take this one and, and move it behind that one or moving it away from it and giving it a little room to, to breathe. Uh, these tiny decisions you make uh, will have a, a drastic impact on the overall feel of the, of the work. So if I do it there and here, now I could have a third one that connects the two of them behind it. And just by having circles, we can already see the dimension that that would have. Yeah, I really loved what you were just talking about as far as, you know, the relationship, the shape language, right? All these shapes are sort of like they're relating to one another in certain respect. And if they're, if they're all these perfect alignments, uh, it becomes so stiff, so static. But you just moved the sun over just a little tiny bit, and it made it just made it more dynamic. And I've, I've, that's what I that's what I'm seeing in your thumbnail sketch here is just a lot yeah. of dynamic movement. Um, almost, almost like you know, as we would look at it and we'd see it in nature, our eyes would just sort of be moving throughout, like you know, all these cherry blossoms sitting on the branches and stuff. Um, so it's it just exciting. It's more exciting this way, I think. It is, and, and there's something like just just fun and loose about like I know what I want the end goal here to be, but uh, I'm not I'm not married to anything. I'm just I'm just exploring and I'm just seeing, and I can make these little decisions before uh, yeah I, I invest too much time. Uh, and does this have the the energy that I want it to have? So now after changing this, be like, let's say I'm like, okay, no, I dig that. I know what I'll do. And now I look down to this. I'm like, well, this is almost the same as that. So I can't have that, you know? So then I would have to change these around. Um, keeping in mind this overall flow that I want here. A uh, beautiful thing with something like, uh, like cherry blossom is also like, you're like, oh, this space here, but that's, I don't want to put a whole nother thing here. It's like, okay, well, you can just put like a, a drifting, like a, a pedal by itself. Uh, but this is the kind of thing after I have the, um, the core of the, the layout done, then that's where you're like, okay, it needs a little something here. Uh, where, where am I going to put that? Uh, but at this stage, now I'd be like, okay, I, this is cool for the shoulder. It'll sit on the back of the shoulder, which will help the movement come down towards the front. But now I got to do something with this because this shape, one, there's one, two, three, one, two, three. I, I, you know, I, I don't want that. So am I going to add another one or change the position? Uh, 
one thing I've learned, you know, I actually do, I go to um, figure drawing classes where drawing and painting from live models. And that is, uh, has been uh, an asset for sure, because it is working your creative mind in a different way. But one of the things that the guy who runs the class, uh, you know, points out a lot is, let me grab a quick example. Hold on. So this is one, right? Um, we will naturally do things. Sorry. Yeah, very nice. We'll, we'll naturally do things where it's like, okay, well, the the chin looks like this, you know, but there's not a lot in life that is completely vertical or completely horizontal, but our brains want to go that way. So I might draw the neck and be like, well, uh, a neck comes straight and then a jaw comes out and then the chin goes up, you know, and it's like, but look at it. Is this straight? No, it's not straight. It's on an angle. Like you, you, you got to take your, you know, subconscious mind that is like, you know, um, trying to tell you these things and be like, that's not how it really looks. So even though I don't tattoo like this, uh, going through these exercises um, and realizing things like that, how things actually exist in life and nature by being able to have that understanding um, allows you to, uh, you know, when you want to stylize things, uh, make it your own, however you're going to do that uh, has been a tremendous help, you know? So here, here's another one. Uh, there are so many things in this process of building it up. Uh, you know, you don't just go straight in and draw it out and it's looking like that. You know, you realize like, oh no, I made this part of the torso was like very vertical, but his lats have this angle to them. Um, so when I go back to things like this, I, I take those lessons and, and bring it, bring it here and realize like, yeah, there's these very linear things that we naturally want to do that don't really exist. So even if I'm taking it, I'm stylizing it, I'm like, well, I'm making it my own. It's a neo-traditional or whatever it may be. When you have that understanding of how things work in reality, that is what really helps it make it believable when you tweak it, twist it, turn it, and do your thing with it, you know? Um, so from here, let's just say, I'm thinking about balance, right? All right. So from here, what I would do, this is all, this is for me, right? This isn't going to be like a finished drawing that, you know, I'm going to promote or put up, um, but I'm, I'm getting my idea down. This is the type of thing where I would take this and then I would, you know, I would freehand a design like this. Um, but now I know when the client comes in, okay, this, this is kind of the, 
composition that I'm looking for. If I want to develop it more for myself, where I go is then I do more circles, but then I'm finding the center of my flowers. So I'll start going here. Find it, finding the center of them, even if I want them to be off-centered, there's so many different ways that you can draw and tattoo cherry blossoms. If I want the petals folding up or folding down, uh, but this really helps then develop that overall flow. So here, if I'm doing it like this, I'm like, okay, but everything is facing forward. I don't necessarily want that. So let me move my centers on a few of them a little bit. So when I do that, if it's facing forward, I'll have my center be a circle. If I wanna angle it, I make it more of an oval or an ellipses. So then this will let me know Say on this one, I want to off-center it. Then I continue with more now ovals. If I want to get my petals down, and these aren't the way I'm going to draw the petals, but it's just the development of it. And then on this one, I know, okay, I'm going to fold it over this way. And then I'll just keep building from here. What I'll do when I get to a certain point when this gets super messy is either take in a, a blue pencil or a regular graphite pencil to tighten it up. But I just keep it really loose right here. It's just that general idea. And then I'll, this is where I'll bring in um, where I want some leaves. Okay, I wanna do a nice big leaf over here. And then one here. This will just be a petal by itself. Relationship to, um, say, the size, like you want them all to kind of make sense, but we kind of have slight variation in, in these ones here, like three different sizes. If everything is exactly the same size, I'm not gonna say uh, that's not wrong. It's just my personal preference. Even when I do Japanese style tattooing, I, I don't really do traditional Japanese. And so in that style, they usually are about the same size. Um, so this is where preference comes in. Um, so for myself, because I like it to be just a little bit more organic and uh, free flowing, uh, I want to make sure that, you know, there's, there's not a crazy difference. I don't have a tiny little one, like full cherry blossom or something back there, but I do like to vary the sizes. <clears throat> so by just doing these you know, larger circles initially, getting down your composition and overall flow, 
really allows you to get that that feel before um, you know developing it further. So something that like um, it, it just sort of it occurs to me, and I know that uh, I really believe in in this looseness and you know keeping it like you're composing right now. You're really making like you were talking about the relationships and stuff, but you have to have a certain sort of confidence in the process, <laughs> you know what I mean? Especially yeah. when you're live on skin, you know, you're when you're going to freehand something. Um, I could I could see very you know like there could be a lot of anxiety and, you know, sort of starting with such basic shapes. You know what I mean? It's like, how are you going to get it? How are you going to get this to look good? Um, you know, I guess I'm, I guess I've like, uh, I know I've faced that uh, personally, but I, you know, I'd love to hear you talk about that a bit more for, for some of our viewers, this, you know, this idea, this confidence that you have to have. Yeah. So, uh, I think one of the most important parts of that, uh, especially if somebody, if there's an artist that wants to do more freehand work or something like that, is um, allowing the, the time. So this could be, you know, tricky depending on what your shop situation is like you know do you have an owner that doesn't mind if you draw on somebody for a couple of hours before you start tattooing and you don't charge them for that time or something like that so let's just assume that's the case that you know money is is uh not an issue if you're at a point where you really want to try to take your work to the next level do not overbook yourself. Even if you know, if, if I know that this tattoo, I will spend four hours uh, on that session. Let's say I'm not going to finish a tattoo in that, but it's a multi-session piece. I'll book the person for the whole day because I just, I want to be able to have time. If I want to draw on them and, and wipe it off, if I want to go through... I'll take a very light marker uh, if I'm not sure if I want to get their feedback, which one, like which of these three we're going to go with, take that time to see what their kind of personal aesthetic is. Uh, I'll take like a yellow Sharpie and I'll go through these kind of thumbnails with them. And then, you know, we're talking and feeling it out. And then let's say we we're going with this one start developing this, not feeling like you have the pressure, like, oh man, I got a client coming in at five o'clock and it's three o'clock right now and I'm still drawing. Um, that's key. Uh, you know, you're just, it allows you to be relaxed and have that time with your client. And the end goal for both you and them is the best tattoo you could possibly do. And that's how you have to approach it rather than like, oh man, I only wound up, you know, charging them for three hours of work, but it was the whole day. It's like, okay, well, is what you did the best that you could have done that day? Because hopefully the answer is yes, you know? Um, and when you're really trying to take your work to the next level, 
uh, I think that's where, listen, we all have bills we got to pay and things like that. Um, but to be able to put the work, the artistry, the craftsmanship of it all uh, first before the money, that is what's going to help you uh, take your work to the next level. You know, That is the most probably sound piece of advice that I could have gotten from a high caliber artist like yourself. And uh, that is the uh, 100% genuine truth. You know, mm -hmm. if, if I uh, book somebody and I just have my, my day rate, you know, my flat rate, if I spend way more time than I feel like I really needed to uh, because I was having more trouble figuring out, you know, what I wanted. I can't tell you how many times I've freehanded designs on clients and they're all in. They're like, yeah, it's great. But I know, and you guys can relate to this, you know, like, I don't know about this part. Like, first off, you don't want to be like, well, I'll figure it out while I'm tattooing. No, don't do that. Figure <laughs> it out while, while you're drawing. Um, if you're going, it's like being honest with yourself too. Like, oh man, you know, sh should they have to pay for that? Because like, I needed to figure out more. Did I not do all of this homework? I'll do this stuff for myself. You know, one of the things, you know, people see a lot of my freehand stuff is, you know, they think I just, you know, pulled it out of my ass on the spot um, for mm -hmm. myself, even though I've done this style of tattoo, um, I, I could just whip this out on the spot. But because I want the best quality of work that I can possibly do, I want it to be the best cherry blossom tattoo that I've ever done. I will do these things for myself before I wind up doing it all over on the skin. And that is what I feel like really helps. You know, I do my homework. I do whatever I need to do to be prepared for that day. Uh, so it takes out a lot of the time because I already have in my head, like what direction I want to go. But I'm very, very fair with people when it comes to my time. And if I feel like at the end of the day, all I got was like a basic outline uh, down. And I think for, let's say, $1,500 that they should have gotten more than that, then I will adjust the price and I'll, I'll charge them less because I want to be fair to them. I want them to have no problem being like, if I'm like, hey, I know I told you this was going to be two sessions, but, you know, if you really just let me take my time and do my thing, you know, it might be three, it might be three and a half, but you're going to get the best that I can possibly do. They're all in. And so then you're both happy. They know that you uh, really want to do the best tattoo you've ever done. Uh, so they're on board. And then you as an artist are like, you feel like you're, um, you're in a place where you can do whatever you need to do. You can uh, take as much time as you need to take so that it can be the best that it can be. Um, so if you have that opportunity, 
whenever you have a, uh, a client that, you know, you're, you're jiving with and, um, you know, you feel like will afford you that time, take advantage of it whenever you can, even if it's like, do, do not let the money dictate, uh, you know, how good the tattoo will be. And I promise you, you will uh, elevate your work. That was, I think, a perfect answer um, uh, to uh, just as far as, you know, like trying to build this confidence so that way you can, again, take your art, take your tattooing to the next level. Um, you have to you have to do some practice. You have to do your homework. Um, and and so I think that's like this is a perfect note, I think, to to wrap up the show. Um Tim O'Connor, I just want to thank you again so much for uh, for your time and for like you know for sharing all your your work and your insights with us. Um, I hope it was helpful. Oh, it was it was incredibly helpful, and you know, and, and a lot of fun too. I was drawn along with you. I hope that you all out there were drawing along as well. Um, and then you know, play this back. I think you're gonna get something different from it as you. Um, as you, uh, you know, every time that you view it, you know what I mean? Because this really was a masterclass, I think, in, you know, just sort of like not only design, but just sort of a general approach to your practice as a tattoo yeah. artist. So again, I just really want to thank you. Um, yeah. And so if anybody wants to, if anybody wanted to say, you know, do a guest spot at 10,000 Foxes, how, how could they do that? Is that, a, is that something that you're open to having guests, artists? Oh, yeah, we, we have guests all the time. Uh, and we love it, you know, um, so they can, uh, my Instagram is TOC underscore tattoo. Um, they can hit me up directly, um, or the shop, uh, 10 kfoxescom uh, just contact the shop directly. Uh, but we always have, uh, love having new blood come through. What, what, uh, what skill set are you looking for? If you, if you're looking for, uh, you know, super hungry, decent skill set or like, you know, um, I want to be one of those elite tattoo artists, you know what I mean? Um, and just like you said, the traveling around and going to going to other shops is one of those things. Like, let's say I did want to go to a, a shop like with your caliber. What is something that I would need to do, um, you know, like to have in my portfolio or just to, just to have a really good portfolio or like, what do you, you know, what should I? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. Um, because it varies. I, as, uh, an artist, um, like I know like how much you, you just want that opportunity, you know, um, as the owner of the shop, uh, when having guest artists, the, the tricky part can be like, okay, um, do I want to bring this person in and, um, am I going to be, uh, let's say they're, they're at a level where, you know, they're still learning one. I need to make sure that whatever tattoos you do while you're here are good, clean, solid tattoos. Um, because that's the reputation of the shop, right? Um, whereas am I taking work away from my resident artists that, or like my apprentices or things like that to give it to somebody else, then that's kind of unfair to, to them. Um, I, 
I try, for, especially for up and coming tattooers, um, I, I take pride in being a, a mentor. So when I have an apprentice, uh, I really try to give them uh, my all and help them learn from mistakes that I made so they don't have to make it themselves. Um, and there's a lot of times when tattooers will contact us um, asking if, for a job, like if they can work at the shop um, or do a guest spot. And if I don't feel like they're at their work is at the level um, that I need for the shop, um, I'll offer some mentorship and at least um, go through their portfolio, give them some advice, things that I would have killed for somebody to have done for me when I was in mm. that position. Um, so that's the way I've treated it in, in the past, especially if people are local or they're willing to travel. Um, you know, in the last three months, there's been four tattooers that I've met with that wanted to come and work here. And we didn't have space available and their work wasn't really at the point uh, where I would have uh, given them the position. But I can tell by looking at somebody's work like, oh, yeah, like you you just you need some some mentorship and, and you'll get there. So I feel like I, I can at least offer offer that if I can't offer you a job or a guest spot. Um, just person to person, artist to artist, um, you know, and I can help give some tips. You know, it used to be very much like uh, tattooers always wanted to just know the technical things. What machines do you mm -hmm. use? What needles yeah. do you what use? What needles? What inks? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's why on this, like, I didn't do uh, any nice drawing here. It was more about the approach. And um, I think that's even more important. If you really like my work and I give you, this is the machine and these are the needles that I use, you're not gonna suddenly be doing the same work that I do. It's more about how I approach it, how I think about it, um, how talking with clients, how um, taking opportunities, uh, that is what is going to make you grow as a person and as an artist. Um, so I feel like even if I can't offer somebody a, a job or a guest spot, I can definitely be helpful to them in their, their own growth. You know? would, would you be willing to uh, take a look at my Instagram and um, just like really, really quickly... Sure. Um, yeah, just kind of give me some advice or maybe something you know, like a, a direction. I really like that my um, Instagram is um, it's tattoos by spirit, all one word, all lowercase, everything spelled correctly. Um, and uh, you know, yeah, right. it's just... yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'm kind of trying to go for like a neo traditional, um, you know, just kind of style, but. You know, I think one of the issues that I have is 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 with backgrounds and then and and with composition um, and just overall just kind of fleshing things out. You know, like I, I really like how you are able to, you know, like you won't have an oni mask. You'll have an oni mask with him biting down on a snake with some 
you know, leaves covering half of his head or something like that. But I would just do an Oni mask. Yeah, yeah. You know. um, Yeah, you know, I think it is um, thinking about like other elements, like how can I take elements like just some leaves, whereas your your brain might be like, well, why would there be leaves with an Oni mask? Like almost what I was saying earlier about uh, thinking too literally all right, well, is this Oni in the woods or whatever? No, it just looks cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. So take, taking chances by, by using um, some of the uh, kind of concepts that I was going over with drawing loosely, even with just shapes. So let's say you uh, just drew an oval that you know is an Oni mask. And then you just start drawing some either circles or lines or ovals over different places or behind. That's really going to help you think about composition without being like, this leaf is going to look like this. Like, what can Uh I do to have like a nice flow on this piece and add some dimension? And really all it is, is is scribbling. And you're not to married to it uh initially uh it's a tremendous help you know that's uh uh, like no that's incredible like i tim we gotta have you back (laughs) we've gotta have you back on the show um and and definitely you know i'm gonna let you you know please you know like if you get a chance to check out spirit's work and you know i absolutely will talk to him about it like you know, it, he's working so hard and I've seen so much, you know, like, I think, you know, for me, I've also like gotten a lot out of, I'm doing this show and like spirit is, spirit is a regular. He's always, he's always on here. And, um, so looking at his work, him looking at my work, we, I think we're growing, we're all growing together. And so it's a real, this is a real community and Tim, now you're a part of it. <laughs> you yeah. Happy to be in. So, um, again, uh, we just want to thank you, Tim O'Connor, for sharing your wisdom. We appreciate you. Um, thank you. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Yeah, please. You're welcome to come back anytime. Spirit, thank you so much for all of your perspective today. And, you know, I think it's, uh, I think this is so valuable for, you know, for our audience. There's so much more we could even, that we could talk about and we could cover. So, you know, we want to leave you wanting more. Um, if you're still with us, hit like, hit subscribe. Check out Tim O'Connor's work, 10,000 Foxes, Tattoo in Queens, New York, uh, or talk underscore uh, tattoos. Is that right? Correct. At Instagram. Um, thank you, Tim, so much. Um, why don't we just, we're going to do just quick, quick sign off. Um, Spirit, if you could give us, uh, where, where can we find you? Where can we see this portfolio that you, you're talking about? Ah, yeah. Um, it's a uh, um, Instagram tattoos by spirit. Um, everything's spelled correctly. Tattoos by spirit on Instagram. Tattoos by spirit on TikTok, and tattoos by spirit.com on my website. Tim, this has been really, really insightful. I really, really do appreciate you for coming on and sharing us um, with your uh, sharing your expertise with us. Yeah. Um, just, just that those little incremental pieces, nuggets of information are just you know they're just they're just really, really amazing and. I'm, I'm just really happy that we can do this, that, that we're at a time in tattooing where we can do this now. We can just come together and talk about tattoos and share ideas 
it's so great. I didn't have this when I first when I yeah, started out. So, I agree. Um, I just I agree. Yeah, I just and, love uh, it. Thank yeah, thank you. Thank Absolutely. You so thank you so much, Spirit. I appreciate you. Uh, and then Tim. Um, so if there's anything else that you would like to to plug, any projects you got upcoming, any other any other things you'd like to tell the audience, please. You know, now's a great time. Yeah, um, I mean, got some conventions coming up. I'll be doing the Paradise uh, Tattoo Gathering uh, with Gabe and the whole Tattoo Now crew. Uh, New York Tattoo Convention. Uh, but I'll, I'll just be plugging away, as I always am. It's amazing. Um, again, thank you so much for coming on the show today. And uh, I'll see you in Paradise. Yeah. Great to meet you. Um, all right you too thanks so much life. yeah thank you so much um and thank you for coming and being a part of uh this this episode of drawing for tattooers um i'm james wisdom you can find me on the internet at uh tattooing wisdom i'm a member of the apt you should check it out like if you're a tattooer consider joining the alliance of professional tattooists uh this has been drawing for tattooers everybody uh i hope you have happy drawing right and we'll see you next stream